0: To the Simply His Coffee Shop. Today we have a very special guest. We met her at a conference that Donna Nita and I recently attended. Her testimony of God's redemption and calling is incredible to hear. She has gone from living in fear to being bold. Please help me welcome Janet Bryan. Yes. Thank you. It's so yes. nice to be here. We're so happy to have you here, and uh, we're very excited to hear about your testimony about what kind of started at the Warrior Women's Conference. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what happened there.
1: Well, we had a, a, a marvelous weekend. Mm-hmm. All women women come from fifteen different states. When wow, we, that's when great. When we have a Warrior Women's Conference. So, Donna and Allie and the family were was, was all yep. there for the weekend and uh, we had a wonderful time. And it came to the last day, which was Sunday. Yep. And Donna spoke that morning and then we had lunch. And I was sitting around a, a round table with, with friends and we got talking about this, that, and the other thing. You know how women are. Mm-hmm. And Barbara, a friend of mine, she, she looked at me and she says, Janet, I know you, but I really don't know you. And that sent fear through me. Wow. Because I didn't want anybody to really know me. When somebody would ask me for a testimony, the testimony I couldn't give. Mm. You know, I couldn't give that testimony. Yeah. The last session was in the afternoon, and uh, Donna had spoke on the woman at the well. <laughs> the woman at the well. So many of the women went forward to talk, but I, I laid back, so I wanted to be the last one. And I went up to Donna, and I said, Donna... I was the woman at the well. And she looked at me like, so? <laughs> I said, I was the woman at the well. I haven't told anybody about that. This is the first time I mentioned it was to you, Donna, that I was the woman at the well. And you prayed for me. What I really wanted was the freedom to tell my story with, oh, I'm going to cry.
0: <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Yeah.
1: Without... Um, Having fear of rejection, uh, fear of people walking away, because when I was in that woman at the well stage, a couple that was my friend for 18 years, they walked away. Donna, you prayed for me that day. And you said, one, two, three, and it's going to be gone. And that, you said you've never said that before. Not ever. That's not
2: a Donna thing. No,
1: that's not a Donna thing. It's anti <laughs> <laughs>
2: Donna wow. thing. Donna makes fun in the past right. wow. of that kind of a thing, yeah.
1: Well, that's what you did. One, two, three, and I would tell you, it was gone. And I can, to this day now, I can tell someone about I was the woman at the well, was, and how it was because I have been married four times. My fourth husband was a, a marvelous man of God. And I, I loved him so dearly. And, and the Lord called him home a year ago last month. Mm-hmm. And I'm envious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost jealous if I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> because I know what a wonderful time he's having with Jesus. Donna prayed for me that day. And all the fear of saying who I was was gone. And what a feeling that was. And that's why I'm here today. Yeah. I want to tell the world that there is hope for the woman at the well, yep. how much God loves him, how, how much he uh, is crazy about the woman at the well. She is his dream and his desire. And I know um, when, uh, if someone had told me that when I was going through those, those issues, I wouldn't have believed them, that I was his dream and his desire.
0: Yeah. But
1: <laughs> he, I am. You are. Yeah. We are. And don't be afraid to give your testimony because it's going to help somebody else. <laughs> I love the idea that everything that Jesus did and does is purposed. Purposed, yes. So when he went and met with the woman at the well, he went out of his way specifically for that Must moment. needs, the Bible yes. says. Yes, must needs, exactly. She, yes. That's how much he cares. He goes out of his way, and, and all you have to do is listen and and then open up to the well of, of living water. She was a Samaritan woman, and the Jews had nothing to do with Samaritans. They would walk around the city just to avoid any Samaritan. And here Jesus was at the well. He had traveled about 20 or 30 miles. I don't know how many days. The Bible doesn't say how many days it took him to come to this well. But he was there at the right time, and he knew. (laughs) He knew she was going to be there. She drew water, and he said, Will you give me a drink? And she said, Why is a Jew asking me for a drink of water? A Samaritan woman. And he said, I will give you water that you will never thirst again. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that's what he wants to do. He wants to give water to women that will never, never thirst again.
2: One of the things that uh, I love about the story of the woman at the well is what happened to her after the John 4 account. Now this woman went on to be baptized by the apostles and she was renamed Patini, which means enlightened one. I mean, okay. If you look at the story, first of all, <laughs> yeah. they tra- they hunted this woman down and tried to capture her at every chance they could. She wasn't running from them. She was basically standing at the gate at every single major town, saying, "If you're gonna cut this head off, you better do it fast, because until you do, this mouth is preaching, and <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna stop." <laughs> yeah. me. And I loved her boldness because yes. she was the woman who went to get to draw her water in the late of the day. Yes. She yes. was the one who was so ashamed she wow. didn't even want to be around the other women in her town. Look what Jesus will do. Five minutes with Jesus, he set her on fire. She not only became, get this, she not only became the very first female preacher, Mm -hmm. she became the first revivalist of the messianic message in history because she ran around Sychar for two days preaching the word of God and Jesus didn't stop her. Yeah. Jesus yeah, actually exactly. responded to the Thank harvest you. that she brought in. She, she won a whole Jesus. city to the Lord. The very first yep. messianic revivalist in human history is a woman who was ashamed of herself and five minutes with Jesus she was yes. set on fire. Yes. Yes. That's what happened to her neck <laughs> Yeah, lots for that. That's beautiful. Here's what happens next. The hagiographical account, that's a fancy pants way of saying Mm -hmm. the biography of the saints, the people that knew the saints, they they wrote down what happened. And obviously this is non-canonical. So people might say, well, what if parts of this are not true? Well, you read a biography of Einstein and you're fine believing that it's true. Let's just not get into that argument. (laughs) But so she runs around. She gets a few people on her side, her sisters, her sons, this group of other apostolic voices of authority, and she just barrels through these towns and cities, and she is proclaiming the word of God. She makes Nero so mad. He (laughs) says, okay, you know what? We are going to find this woman, this woman who used to be the woman who is ashamed at the well. We're going to find her and kill her. We're going to do whatever we got to do. They take her in. They beat her with rods, iron rods, for four straight hours, two or three times in a row. She emerges without a broken nail. They sent her into a fiery (laughs) furnace, heated to multiple Uh times hotter than it was ever supposed to be. Talk about the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar alive and well yep. in Nero's yes. death, right? Yes, yes. Yep. A, a Daniel-ism there. And she, again, emerges without even a singed hair on her head. She goes w- one thing after another. They line him up and poison him. She's the first to drink the poison, <laughs> and she is the first to live. Every single thing <laughs> oh, they wow. tried to do, they said, okay, well, we can't kill her, so <laughs> let's try to tempt her. So they take her over to Domnina's house. Domnina was Nero's daughter. And he says to Domnina, he instructs her, he says, get this woman in here, give her anything she wants. We're talking gold, jewels, fancy dresses, everything, the most amazing buffet of food you've ever seen. Give her anything she wants. All she has to do is renounce the name of Jesus Christ so that we can fizzle this movement because it's ticking me off. (laughs) All right. She comes in and says, not only am I not going to do that, she drinks the witch's poison. The witch was brought in to poison the food at Domnina's castle. Then she starts talking about what Jesus has done for her. She converts Dom Nina and a hundred handmaidens in a day. Then she converts the witches who poisoned the food. Then when they just can't tempt her out of any of this, he says, okay, fine. We can't kill her. We can't tempt her. Let's throw her in jail. She converts every prison guard. Then her story goes on to spread around this area about this woman who can't be killed. And she has a revival right there. Absolutely (laughs) in the town of darkness, she has a revival because she will not shut up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. With God so Janet what happened to you it, it 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 happened before. You are literally identifying uh, with my hero, the woman who used <laughs> to live in shame but was loosed Ooh, in a moment yeah. into what God had called her to do, and she was loud. Yes. So are you. Yes. Thank you for bringing your testimony and being yes. b- bold enough. Yes. Yes. I hope to <laughs> hear a lot. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. My Absolutely. Goodness. And don't forget, too, I say this all the time. God will not call you into his duty despite what you've been through. He yes. will call you into yes. his duty because of what you have. Yes. yes. And yes. when you just for a moment start to doubt, well, I'm this or I'm that. I'm too old. I'm too young. I haven't quit smoking yet. I need to lose 15 pounds. Whatever that <laughs> nervous anxiety is that you yeah, carry with you, understand stuff. that if nothing else, Barna Research Group has made it clear that only 13% of professing Christians in the West read their Bibles regularly. We need mm. mentors. Yeah. Absolutely. You, know the Lord, you are valuable. You are never. Absolutely. Too old. Your testimony is never too regular, too boring, too unrelatable. Whatever you have to bring to the table, bring it Potini style. Amen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There's there's a verse of the Bible that says, Was Satan meant for harm? God's gonna turn it around. Yeah. For his glory and his honor.
2: Yeah. If you've been paying attention to the episodes that we've recorded in the past, we did an episode called Do It Afraid. And we talked about our experiences there at the Warrior Women Conference. And I I went into my own testimony of how I'm just really uncomfortable speaking, doing TV. What I'm doing right now is not my favorite thing. I do it because I feel like I'm being asked to. But but a major theme was do it anyway. Right. Um if yeah. you know that this is something that you know you're supposed to do, don't let, you know, fear or discomfort or anything right. like that stop you from that. So that was a major theme. And then what you were struggling with, if I'm not completely mistaken, was fear. It was fear. And so this moment that you talk about the one, two, three, it's gone, that was fear that left you. That, is that, that was fear
1: that left. It doesn't matter to me what anybody thinks of me now. I am just concerned what God thinks of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's him and him alone.
1: Right.
0: So the Warrior Women Conference, you can actually visit their website if you would like to find more information about them. The, the ladies there are amazing, and they do a really good job with their conference. They had invited... Nita and Donna and Allie and I to speak at their conference. So that's what this was. And when you referred to the ranch, what what is that actually called? It's
1: called ministry. And you could find all the information there. It's yeah. all there. And we have a lot of conferences coming up this summer. You might <laughs> want to join us.
0: In coming up as a child, we kind of had a conversation, too, mm-hmm. in preparation for these shows just so we could get some of your story. But some of your fear and habits kind of came in when you were a child. Tell us a little bit about your childhood and how that affected Mm -hmm. your adult life.
1: I grew up on a farm and I went to what they call Milan. Milan was a town that I went to school in. Mm -hmm. If I had called my friends, it would have been long distance. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any friends. Okay. I was very lonely, lonely. Isolated. isolated. Oh, isolated. Oh, it was terrible. It was, the loneliness was terrible. And when I talk about it, I can feel it even today, Mm -hmm. how it was back then. Mother worked at a a retail shop, and she told Dad, take Janet to dinner. Well, back then, you didn't dress in jeans and with holes in it. You dressed for dinner. Yep,
0: it was an event.
1: It was. It was Uh, an event. Well, I wasn't ready when Daddy came home, and so he wouldn't take me. And he said these four words, what did you expect? I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to other people because because. Some children have been called terrible names, yeah right. stupid uh, you right. know awful Absolutely. names, so that doesn 't seem like a whole, a whole lot of anything, but to me, that went to my spirit, and it put me on a, a really close ride that I never thought I would go on of course i've i 've forgiven Daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgiveness is everything.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I have forgiven Daddy. He didn't realize what he said. Sure. He didn't know. I guess you would call me a rebellious child, but how much can you rebel when you don't have friends and you're on a farm and you're by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> so I rebelled in doing dishes, baby. <laughs>
0: in the house, I but, yeah, ca-
2: collect chicken eggs. <laughs> I <laughs> wish my daughter eggs. would rebel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it just went to my spirit, and it was it was just downhill. Well,
2: it was
0: probably a crushing moment to think that that's how your dad perceived you mm-hmm. as is something that like a disappointment. Yes, yes,
1: yes, and he had never referred to me at all. In fact, I went to uh, counseling one time, and I was asked, how do you perceive God? And I said, he sits in a chair reading a newspaper.
0: Oh, Oh, wow.
1: That was my daddy. Mm -hmm. Daddies are so important Mm to children. Absolutely, they are. But a dad is to give a daughter wisdom and guidance. Acceptance. Acceptance. Oh, acceptance. Absolutely. My life would have been different. I know that if... If I'd had those things in my life. Yeah. When I was 14, I meant my first husband. And because he came from a Christian home, which does <laughs> not always mean everything, <laughs> he was supposedly the love of my life. And uh, I was his. And we wanted to marry. So we got our parents together. By that time, I had left school. So we told our parents we want to get married. We didn't have to get married because in that state that I lived in, uh, the only way you can get married at the age of 16 is to be pregnant. Well, thank God that didn't happen. Four days after I became 16, we married. We had a beautiful wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. And we were married for 21 years. But God was so gracious. I'll tell you what. You know, even, even when you're in sin, He was always there. Yeah. He was always there. Right always speaking to my heart. Time went along and nobody knew that I was unhappy. Uh, and and he was too. Nobody knew. And I was so unhappy that I wanted to commit suicide. I just wanted it over. I think I cried just about every day, but nobody knew it. Mm. I made sure that nobody knew it. And that during that time also,
2: there was adultery on my part. you think that 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 was, to some degree, what you received as the words of affirmation that you had been looking for, kind of from the fatherly figure or from parents as a young.
1: Absolutely, girl. I was looking for love in all the wrong faces and places, yeah. and we do that. The woman's as well. Uh, this the women today that don't know Christ as their savior. Yeah, they want that security. Now, I'm not, I, when I say security, I'm not talking about financial. Right, that didn't mean a thing to me, but there's a there's just a security inside that you need, you know, from a husband or a father, and it starts with a father. Yeah. After 21 years, we decided to to divorce, but it wasn't long after that that I met another man, and I thought this is it, this is the security that I need. Yeah. We were married five years, and I thought if I'm not going to have love for 21 years. I'm not going to spend another 21 years in a loveless marriage. Yeah. So after we divorced, I met another Christian man, a Christian man at a singles Christian group at my church. And he said, uh, God told me you're going to be my wife. Well, I should have been a little bit smarter and thought, wow. well, God didn't tell me. didn't tell me. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there you go. That's the one. I wasn't that smart. <laughs> so the, there was adultery in my life looking for for that face that person that would love me for me yeah when that person was jesus yeah he was the only one that could love me for me Yep. i didn't realize that i would would cry uh through these episodes and say god forgive me god forgive me help me help me and i would cry out and it just just seemed like the help wasn't there It was, I just didn't accept it because it was always there. He was always there.
0: But it's so hard, I think, for some people, well, a lot of people to accept that, you know, that that God's love is a free gift because Mm -hmm. of our, what we think Mm -hmm. of other people, of how we think that God is to us because of the people that have been in our lives that have not showed us the kind of love that we need. So we don't always remember slash know that God's love it's everything and it, you it's don't everything. have to do anything to earn it. You right. can't earn yeah. his love. It's a it's free everything. gift. And as long as you accept it, yes. but so many times I think we put ourselves in these little boxes mm-hmm. conditions. and conditions. Exactly. Yeah. We, yeah. we limit ourselves by saying, okay, I have to fit in this box or the church is telling me I have to fit into right. this little tiny box. And so it's hard for us to, reach out of that and get out of these cycles that we put ourselves into instead yes. of it changing our heart fully and our mind, we're not renewing both. Then we get stuck. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. If I'm, if I'm hearing it correctly and so many people I was get stuck. stuck.
2: Yeah. Our relationship with God, no matter what in the beginning is always based on our understanding of relationships. Oh, absolutely.
0: Now, Mm -hmm. obviously
2: we eventually grow away from that the closer we draw to the Lord. But in the beginning, it's, you know, you hear heavenly father and you think of your own dad, right? Yeah. Sometimes that's not a good picture. Praise the Lord when it's a great picture. Yeah. It was for me, but for a lot of people, it's Heavenly what? I my dad wasn't even there. Why do I even care? You know what I mean? Yes, and absolutely. so it takes this it takes this being willing and being capable of growing close. It's almost I hate this, but it's almost like you have to, you know, give God a chance yeah. Yeah. to yeah. show who he is to you before you put any of your own relationship mm-hmm. understanding and conditions upon mm-hmm. the concept of who he is. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And so it almost like it's almost like you gotta take a chance before you know we do need to take a really quick break we'll be right back
3: summer is here the kiddos are out of school the days are getting longer and the time for rest and rejuvenation is upon us we're here to boost your summer plans with our simply his summer collection package being a mother is a job that never ends no matter how old your children are and as moms we also need to be there for each other as we trek through the weeds of parenthood Motherhood does not have to cost us our energy, our bodies, or our health. With the incredible Simply His Summer Collection Package, you'll get the informative book, Mom Hacks, by author Daria Long Gillespie, a physician and mother who shares solutions for moms everywhere that doesn't have to be adding to your to-do list, but can totally make doing life and motherhood easier. Also included in this package is our sleek Simply His Tumblr, Constructed of stainless steel in a beautiful turquoise, a handy reusable straw, and adorned with our Simply His logo, you can keep your drinks ice cold while you spend some time in the sun hour after hour. And speaking of ice cold drinks, who doesn't love a nice glass of iced tea on those hot summer days? Well, we have a special surprise for you. Pick your favorite flavor from our selection of organic, non-GMO loose leaf teas that can be enjoyed both iced- or hot. Our teas are perfect for single serve drinks, but also work wonderfully for summer gatherings with your family. Will you choose the Southern Peach or maybe Mango Tango? Get the Simply His Summer Collection Package today. Retail value of over $50 is yours for just $35 plus shipping and handling. Scan the QR code on the screen or give us a call at 844-750-4985. Again, that's 844-750-4985. Now let's get back to Simply His. Your ministry now is wanting to reach
0: those women that felt the way that you did, where they felt Like they were the woman at the well, and they had all of that shame of feeling that they weren't worthy. They weren't good enough, and they wanted to keep that in the dark, covered in the back. How do you want to reach these women? They have a testimony. Absolutely, They, they do. And
1: there's women out there longing to hear that testimony. Absolutely. They're longing to hear my testimony because it's going to give them freedom.
0: Yes, and encouragement.
1: Oh, yeah. So this is... I want to encourage women, but don't be afraid to give your testimony. It doesn't matter what people think about you. It's only what God thinks about you. Yes. He's everything, and he'll give you courage and strength. Never in a million years did I ever think I would be sitting here (laughs) telling about my past. That was just not on my radar, honey. Yeah. (laughs) wasn't. Yeah. But... I'm so thankful that I can. I'm not afraid. I can, I can tell it. And I can say to the women, come on, Jesus loves you. You can tell your story. Someone is waiting in the wings to hear that story. Yes. When you're divorced, let alone three, mm-hmm. there are some churches that won't allow you to do this, that, the other yep. thing. Yep. But this is not Jesus. That's Right. You are not second-class citizens with him. Absolutely. And to the woman that is at the well and doesn't know Jesus, let me read you a scripture. It's my favorite. It's in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you. (laughs) He knows the plans. He knew you before you were born, before you were conceived in, in the womb. He knew you. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. He said, when you call on me and seek me with all your heart, he's there. He'll answer. God's word is true. Yeah. He never lies, never has, never will lie to you. And we came with a book of our life, a book. That he wants you to finish, and it's not how you start out, but it is how you finish. Yep. And I'm finishing well.
2: I got the words of Paul going through my head right now, finishing the race strong. Yes.
1: You yes. know right. yes. what I mean? Yes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Just saying, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I agree with you that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Help me to walk this out the rest of my life with you. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be some drawn out prayer. So if you would pray that God will change your life. He'll make it brand new. You
4: know, we've done shows in the past on mentorship. You know, it's really important for me as a Christian woman. You know, there's not a lot of individuals that you feel like you can share your shame story with because of the fear of judgment and rejection and, you know, them using it against you in a harmful manner. So, you know, that's, I think, you know, a part of your ministry probably too is going to give women the opportunity and ability to be able to share with you unfettered and not scared and just release, you know, some of that.
1: Well, after that weekend, uh, I went to Jenny, and when I say Jenny, she is, she's a dear friend, and I consider her and her husband my pastors. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that conduct the conferences. Mm-hmm. I sat down with her, and I said, I want, I want to tell you my story.
0: <laughs> Which I, she she'd still had never known, and how long had you known her?
1: Oh, probably close to 10 years, maybe.
0: And she never knew your past? No. So this was like an eye-opening thing and a leap of faith yeah, for you yeah. to tell her this? Yeah.
1: It was. So uh, I just sat down and
0: I just put it all out there and
1: I wasn't afraid.
0: What was her response? Just people might be curious as to was your fear? There was no, um,
1: I didn't feel that she had rejected me in any way, shape or form. Well,
0: and I think a lot of people can relate to that though. And I think a lot of people that are afraid, sometimes if they just let it out, they'll realize that person might be struggling with the same thing or have a similar story or there isn't always judgment. Yes, of course, there's always going to be those ones that do end up judging you. But a lot of times, like you have said multiple times already, is that your testimony is your testimony. And even when we were talking about doing these shows, Your testimony is your testimony. Nobody can take that away from you. And don't allow them to take that away from you and plant fear in you. Because again, God is going to use you and your testimony. In ways that nobody else could.
1: Very unique.
0: It's very unique. Yeah. And that's that's the cool thing about what God does. And we talk about that all the time on the show. Is that God wants to use you. He has a calling for yes. you. You are called no matter what your yes. lifestyle has been mm-hmm. in the past. It's in the past. Absolutely. You have to look forward and move forward with it. Absolutely.
4: There's a lot of times too that, you know, I I can't minister to drug addicts because I, I've never been one, and if you've not walked that path, yeah. you really can't minister to That's that right, person. Right. So there's a lot of women that you know probably are you're just gonna be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yes. just gonna be good for
1: them. You know, drugs and alcohol were never part of my life. And it wasn't because I was afraid of God. I was afraid of my mother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she would have killed me forever. <laughs> One of those moments where everybody in the room is thinking, can I hear him? Amen. But nobody's going to say it. out loud. <laughs> So
0: Janet, you have said that your most recent husband was the love of your life. Oh, my.
1: Tell goodness.
0: us about how you met him and a little bit of that story.
1: When I left here, and went back to my home state, um, and I retired from the medical field. I always wanted to work in a tea house. And so uh, my sister had got on ahead and she was working at the tea house. And she said, uh, there's a job here, and I bet you you can get it. Well, I did. I was a PR person, and the person who talked to the people and asked them what they wanted to drink, and I would get their drinks for them and converse with them. And so I got to know people that came in Often they were yeah. friends of mine. Well, this one couple brought in this man. He came in the back door, and I went, <gasps> <laughs> For me, it was love at first sight. <laughs> I'm telling you, that never happened to me before. We got acquainted, and uh, he would come in every Tuesday after he played golf, and I would have his place set in and what he wanted to drink, and all, just all ready for him. Well, as time <laughs> goes on, of course, we fell in love. I fell in love with him. He said he didn't fall in love with me that fast. So, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we had a, a, a wonderful little wedding. and uh, But we did not have any relations before we were married. First time, that has happened to me. Wow. We did not. We wanted to stay pure before the Lord. He did. I did. We agreed together. And the night that night that day we were married that night was so precious mm. it was just like God put a stamp of approval on it Yeah. And it was just so sweet and I encourage I encourage ladies young women keep yourself pure before the Lord yeah. at all times because there's nothing like it on that night when you're, you're united with your husband and how God puts a stamp of approval on it. Yeah. If you know the Lord.
0: So that went in with your marriage, right? Did yes. Did that make, <laughs> help the foundation for yes. your marriage? Is yes. Because everything was taken from a godly standpoint yes. at that point, right? Right.
1: So we served the Lord together and it, it was a wonderful marriage. But when when God called him home, I was so excited for him. Mm-hmm. I knew in part what he was saying, right, yeah, right. you know. And and he had no more chest pain, no more heart problems. He was free from all that. He had other conditions, and, and now he was free, and I was extremely happy for him mm-hmm. and <laughs> jealous. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to have gone with him, but God had other plans for me. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a lot ahead of you right now. I do. I do. And I embrace it. I it's not do.
2: awesome that that you're only just getting loosed into the greatest of all. There is this lie, it floats around in the mm-hmm. wind. It's a lie from the enemy. It call it what you want, but it's this thing that says to the to all of the other Janets out there that are listening. Your testimony doesn't matter. Right. It's yeah, really that. not that important. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. You can't change anybody. Only God can change people, and He's yeah. not going to use you to do it. So just shut your mouth and go be in the back row. That's what yeah. He said. And there's these there's these lies that goes on and on yeah. and on to talk about hin- how inconsequential you are. Yes. And I yes. listen uh, just like I told you that that day. There is nothing mystical or formulaic about counting to three. No. Right. No. That well, that wasn't I've never <laughs> done that before that morning. <laughs> But for whatever reason, I just really felt the sensation that that was something I was supposed to do. Turned out to be a God thing. Who knew? (laughs) Uh, But but following that theme... I want to pray for the women out there that are listening that are in their Janet a year ago place. I want to pray for them that instead of hearing these lies that tell them they are inconsequential, that their testimony doesn't matter, that it's too regular, that they're too fat, they're too old, they're too stupid, they're too young, they're too irrelevant in any way, shape, or form, I want to pray, Father God, Holy Spirit, Loose that woman in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them hear these words. They're not mystical. Nothing mystical about the count of three. But let this be the moment that looses them into something bigger, something grander, something that God has called them in to do. Not something that man has called them in to do. Not something that the enemy is out there telling them they're not big enough to do or smart enough or grand enough that they're not important enough to do. God has called that woman. Listen to me. I'm talking to you, ladies. He has called you. Into something that is so much bigger than you oh. could ever put together for yourself. Oh. Be loosed in that ministry. Be freed mm. from the lie of the enemy that tells you it's not your ministry. On the count of three one, two, three be freed from mm. that yes. in the name of Jesus. Jesus and run. Amen. Yes. yes. In yes. the name of Jesus, run. <laughs>
4: oh, run. Oh, that's it. Then. That's it.
0: And mm. we say that so much on this show. You know, you have a calling. It's going to be the broken record. It's always going to be a clip of you are called. But it's so true. And you're never too young. You're never too old. Especially you older women. You have so much wisdom to impart that you don't even realize it. Just being there for one of these younger women that maybe they're a new mom and they just need that encouragement. Like I've I've said before, Mom is the first one I call when the kids are sick and I, I'm not unsure. I just need a second opinion on stuff. Be that for someone because that in itself, be her friend Lois. Be there to tell, yeah. tell the hard truth. Say, yeah. hey, you know what? I don't agree with what you're doing or what, what your lifestyle you anyway. is, right. but I love you. And yeah. I'm going to be here yeah. for you when yeah. you fall. I'll be here to help catch yeah. you, yeah. because that's God using me to help you. Absolutely. So it's
4: Absolutely. it's such
0: an important ministry, and you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to no. go out there and be an Not evangelist.
4: A or in a suit. No,
0: have a coffee time. Yeah. That's what we do here. Yeah. Go have coffee with your girlfriends, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just minister to somebody. Yeah. Mom, Ali, Donna, and I go out sometimes. Other people will be listening in on our conversations because we get really loud not on purpose but we just kind of get in our own little world and we start being loud but it attracts other people and so then they're like we'll have whatever they're drinking and we're like we're just drinking iced tea baby it's tea but sure you can have some being a minister and ministering to people can be fun yes there's trenches out there But if you are reading your word and you're reading the Bible and you have that relationship with the Lord, he will lead you and he will guide you because that's putting on the armor of God, right? There's a reason that you're supposed to be praying and reading your Bible and having that relationship. It's all about a relationship with the Lord. That is where the important stuff happens is when you have that amazing relationship with the Lord. And yes, it takes work, but any relationship does, right? Sometimes it's easier than other times, but it's still work. You have to cultivate that relationship with the Lord. And we're so happy that you joined us today. Did you guys enjoy this? Such a great testimony. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time in the Simply His Coffee Shop.